It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. Well, welcome to to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. And today we have a show especially for you. Yes. It's a call-in show called Ask the Nutritionist. That's right. So if you have any questions, nutrition questions, give us a call in the studio today at 651-641-1071. And let me slow down and repeat that number because sometimes, you know, people... Can't catch it right away. They have and that, to get their pencil. Right. Get your pencils out. <laughs> uh, the number again is 651-641-1071. And I am Leah Wetzel. Mm-hmm. I am also a licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. And I, and Dar, I'm actually on the board. I'm a board member of the Minnesota Board of Dietetics and Nutrition Practice. So, Leah, yes. what does the Board of Dietetics and Nutrition Practice actually do for the citizens of Minnesota? So, the, the really, the main function is to make sure anyone giving out nutrition advice meets the requirements to be licensed, and they maintain their license through continued education requirements and licensing fees. I think that's a big thing that you just said, right. because... Everyone's giving out nutrition advice it's all the time. True. It's true. And they're not licensed usually. Well, it by, by the nutrition board. Right, right. Yes. You know, we really want to make sure that uh, people are following the state guidelines for mm-hmm. uh, what we require. Um, and, you know, nutrition counseling and education is really a serious discipline and requires qualified practitioners. Exactly. Really? Yes. Yep. So, Nutritional Weight and Wellness has been bringing you Dishing Up Nutrition for the past 12 years. Wow, I can't believe it's already been that long. (laughs) Exactly. And you know, Leah, you and I have been doing Ask the Nutritionist for about 10 of those years. Yeah, been around a while. (laughs) So, you know, listeners, a lot of things have changed in Leah's life since we first started. That's right. Uh, So, Leah... I'd like you to just kind of share a little bit of what has gone on in the last 10 years. Sure. You know, one of, I know one of the things you conquered asthma. Right. With your help. You well, helped me kind of figure out that big puzzle. And and you're, you you don't have to use inhalers? Or... I don't. And it's been 10 years, Dar. Oh, my gosh. Because when I first started working here you know, around 10 years ago, yep. um, I was eating healthy, but that was my big complaint. And when mm-hmm. I sat down with you 10 years ago was that I still was having almost daily occurrence of asthma attacks. Which is inflammation of right? the lungs. That's right. Mm-hmm. And you also lost 50 pounds. I did. And and you, it's gone and it's never returned. Two babies later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm working. Yeah, I, I'm able to keep a healthy weight. Yes, yep. mm-hmm. Exactly. And I know you got married because I came to the wedding. Yes, you did. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and you have two amazing, beautiful yeah. children. I am a little biased. I do. I do agree with you. And then when you're at work, you work what about two and a half days? About yep. Yep. And average. you are booked every minute with clients. <laughs> Pretty busy when I'm in the office. That's so right. all of those things have been going on, and yes. you know I kind of forgot to mention. 
that you also completed your master's degree in nutrition. During this time. Yes. Yeah. It's been a busy 10 years, I would have to say. Yes. Yeah. And before we go any further, I do mm-hmm. want to say a special hello to Mr. Oliver, my four-year-old. He's listening today at Home with Dad. So I hope you guys have a great day today. So you have Oliver, who's yes. four, and then you have... I've, I have Lucy. Since I, you know, It's been a while since I've been on the show. So mm-hmm. I had a girl last fall. Her name is Lucy, and she's now six months. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And she is one beautiful baby. Yeah. She's a good baby, too. Thank oh. goodness. <laughs> So, um, listeners, you know, this is a call-in show. So if you have sleep problems or joint pain or hair thinning or questions about any other nutrition or health concern, call us. Call us. We're here. Yeah. And I don't know if we have any callers yet. Not not <coughs> yet, but we have lots of questions, though. We do. Yeah, we uh, kind of posted some information out on social networking and got some questions, lots of questions back from Facebook and Instagram, I think. So let's start with one of those questions. Sure. Um, since you have a six-month-old yes. and a four-year-old, this yes. is a perfect question. Okay. This is This is a question that came in. I've heard it mentioned a few times in past podcasts. Yes. But I would be interested to hear what foods and when to introduce them to infants. Yeah. So this is kind of where my life is right now. So this is a very timely question for me because <laughs> I've been <clears throat> reevaluating that um, question for uh, my use with Lucy. So the, the bulk of the evidence says, you know, somewhere between six and 12 months, right. babies are ready for mm-hmm. um, for solids. And, <clears throat> you know, I kind of take an, a, a non-conventional approach to my food introductions. I, I am not going to start with rice cereal um, and I'm going to which we already have started actually this last week going to actually start with broth dar so you know one of the things we were talking a little bit before the show yeah and I said oh Leah you're an earth mom <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah and, and the reason why I decided to do so when babies are born they're born actually naturally with a leaky gut Mm-hmm. Um, and that's intentional. So the colostrum and the breast milk, which is full of immune boosting support, can get through to the baby because they're so fragile at that stage. So the broth, as we've talked a lot about on our show, is really good for like healing up leaky gut and supporting a healthy digestive system, among many other things. But now, Leah, you're talking about a special kind of bone broth. Yes. So on, actually, you know, on our website, I wrote a while back, I wrote an mm-hmm. article about what I do to make bone broth. So if you're interested in, in what I did for Lucy um, or in general, how to make bone broth, I make it in my crock pot. And so there's a, a really great article um, online. So, But don't, maybe just go over that. Just kind of quickly sure. you start with real yeah, grass-fed so bones i do i am very particular um <laughs> i got you know grass-fed beef uh bones from a farmer that mm-hmm. it, you know is you know all of their animals are happy animals on the pasture mm-hmm. and generally about two you know two pounds of bone mm-hmm. you know and i throw it in the crock pot with some a couple tablespoons of apple cider vinegar okay and i let it sit for an hour so why water. the vinegar it helps kind of pull all the nutrients out of the bones. Yes, the minerals, so, mm-hmm. particularly. Right, exactly. So then you've got... Yeah, so I got the water, and I I fill up my crock pot with water with the bones and apple cider vinegar. 
And then um, after about an hour, I um, put in the produce that I'm going to add in. And typically what I do is that week that I'm going to make a broth, I stockpile all of the ends of my carrots and my onions, all of the compostable or, or the elements of your of your vegetables that you would throw away. But they're still good. They're still good, right? Yes. Yeah, so I sa- I save them in the in the refrigerator mm-hmm. and in a in a, some sort of container, and then I throw them into the broth, turn yep. it on low, and twelve you know hours later or so, we have you know strain out all of the the excess. Uh, what's left over from mm-hmm. all the produce and, and the bone, and then drink the broth. Okay, so now, Lucy, is she drinking that out of a sippy cup, or is she drinking it out of a bottle, or how is she drinking I, that? I've been spoon-feeding it to her. Okay. That's what I've been well, doing. Well, I mean, you know, people wonder about that. They do. But yeah, it, yeah. Could, it could go in a bottle, I would think. Potentially. Sure. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. I've been just giving it, I have just a lit, we've just barely started with it. So we're just kind of exploring which way she would like it the best. Okay. So you're going to start with bone broth. Yes. And then what else are you going to feed Lucy as she, you know, as this goes along? So my next step, I would say, once I, you know, once I, we kind of are in the swing with that, um, I'll probably give it a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am going to give her some liver. Actually, oh, I told you she's a nurse mom. <laughs> yeah, I have again a really good sourcing of, uh, from a healthy, you know, animal that was grass fed, uh, and it was beef liver is what we're going to use. And Leah, I think you have. I, I want to ask why. I mean, why that and not rice cereal? Yeah, well, it, it's it, it seems like uh, as far as nutrient value goes. That's probably one of nature's perfect multivitamin is liver. Liver, it's yes. Packed full of vitamins and minerals and, and nutrients that babies need to be healthy. So, mm-hmm. and and adults too. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's a very particular taste. And so, I am hopeful that starting that as one of our first foods, that she'll start to really like it now. Yes. Um, very good. I had success with that with Oliver too. Uh, okay. So I don't know if we have any callers yet. Or not. Yeah, we do. Okay, because I do have... An, Actually, uh, you know, we I have don't... to go to break, Dar. Oh, gosh. Oh, so we'll take our caller when we get okay. back. Okay, okay. All right. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition counseling and life-changing nutrition education. Nutrition questions today, please give us a call in the studio at 651-641-1071. You know, 25 years ago, hmm, let's think about that. 25 years ago, when I started Nutritional Weight and Wellness, my goal was to help people understand and appreciate what I call the power of nutrition. Yeah, Nutritional Weight and Wellness is not owned by a giant food company. No, it's not. No. We are uh, simply a small company with a big desire to get the message out that food matters. And it does. It's more complicated than just counting calories. That's right. Or points. Right. And honestly, it can be life-changing and life-saving. So, you know, if you want to know more about nutrition, I really invite you to take our weekend weight and wellness series next weekend. Okay. It's April 21st. 22nd and 23rd. Yeah. And it's six classes packed with information, and it's all rolled into one weekend. 
Yes. And this weekend series qualifies for nurses to get 14.4 continuing education credits. But you don't need to be a nurse to learn how that food can negatively or positively affect your health. I mean, you just get a lot of benefit. You get that continuing education benefit if you're a nurse. But right. You get all the information, whether you're a nurse or not. So. Yeah, it's it's a lot of information. It is. Yeah. So if you have questions about this weekend class series, just give our office a call at 651-699-3438. Or you can go on our website, weightandwellness.com, and read all about it. Great. Or do both. Yeah. So well, the lines are blowing up, Dar. Okay, let's go. All right, let's, we got let's, we got answers. Let's go to, to, I think it's Lana. She's been waiting for a while. Thank you for calling. Good morning. Good morning, Lana. Lana, thank you. Hi. Good morning. I love your show. Thank you. Um, my question is, um, last year in January, um, and again this year in January, and it's still um, continuing, I have this rash kind of thing. It's like a red patch on uh, just above my lip, below my nose, kind of on both sides. And um, I went to the dermatologist, and, of course, their answer was stress. Hmm. And um, so I, I know that it's food related, but I don't know like what. Well, let's kind of dig into that and kind of think about that. Why would this develop in January, both Januaries? So something is happening. I would think that your immune system is getting reduced yep. at that time. You know, whether mm-hmm. there is just more viruses and bacterias out there or... Maybe you are coming off of Christmas, and maybe you've eaten more sugar, I don't know, or more cookies. Yeah. Something has reduced your immune system, and so that's, and the response is you get a rash. And my guess is that rash is probably a little bit of a bacteria rash, because Mm -hmm. it's kind of around the nose, you know, we kind of, our fingers kind of touch, we touch our nose, and then it kind of spreads that would be my guess. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, does it sugar and maybe some extra flour or, you know, cookies? I am, I'm a pretty clean eater. Yeah. I don't really eat almost any But maybe sugar. just over the holidays, Christmas. Because, you know, Lee and I are really clean eaters, too. <laughs> but then there's reality, especially at Christmas. I might have a cookie. Yeah. But you know what? Another- Another thing around that time, too, potentially, and I, and I don't know what you're um, supplementing or not, but vitamin D levels can also decline that, mm-hmm. in the oh. winter months, uh, and that has a huge component to your immune response, so you want to uh-huh. keep your vitamin D levels pretty level. I always suggest, you know, if you can get an annual physical in the winter to, and get your vitamin mm-hmm. D levels drawn uh, mm-hmm. to yep. get a sense of where... You are in the winter months with your vitamin D levels. And then, you know, if you can do it in the summer, too, I think that's also helpful. But um, and, so kind of keep this your year, my vitamin D levels were at a good um, level last year. They were very, very low. Were they? Okay. Um, so, and this year it was it was in a, a, a healthy, good do, level. Do you know what the level was? Do you? I'm not off the top okay. of my head. We we generally t- we we always educate if possible if you could keep it between 50 and 80 yes. and and the ranges that the doctor will give 30 to 80 to 100. Uh, if you're having that immune response, I'd even say if you could like 60 to 70 would be kind of an ideal 
blood level range to keep your vitamin D uh, if, you know, if you're getting rashes in the winter. I think that sounds mm-hmm. perfect. The other thing I would do is like just foster and support your good bacteria and your gut as best as you can. Because uh, that, again, yep. is part of your immune system. Uh, I make my own kombucha. Okay. Oh, good. So I think one of the things is, I think, Leah, you're right on, is it's, it could just go back to that vitamin D level. And you know, That's like, part like of it. yeah, it but I mean, keep your thing. keep your level above fifty during that time for sure. You know, probably mm-hmm. more like seventy, mm-hmm. and I bet your immune system is better then. Yeah, and maybe okay. add additional probiotics in the winter months with your kombucha. Yeah, uh, for just some added um, immune immune boosting support. Yeah. So thanks okay. for the call this morning. Thank you. I'm glad you listened to us. Yeah, thanks for... Thank you. Yeah, great. Great, Kristen. Happy Easter. All right, Thank we're gonna, you. You too. We're going to move on now to Rachel. Rachel, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. Good morning, Rachel. You have Hi. a question for Hi, us? Hi, Rachel. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah. Speak awesome. up. Um, so I am calling because I am just started eating the weight and bonus uh, way about... I would say for the past um, six weeks, and Great. I have insulin resistance, um, and so I've been, and um, PCOS, and so I've been limiting processed carbs and sugar, and sugar for the past week I've been paying attention to it. Good for and you. in that process, I noticed that after I eat um, cheese, that my face gets flushed mm-hmm. and red and hot for like the next hour, hour and a half, and so I was wondering if you had any clues you know, what that could be. It's cheese. Okay. Uh, Leah is very sensitive to dairy products. Yeah. So what, and it sounds like you are too. That can be, a, yeah, it's an yeah, inflammatory reaction. Yeah. And so Leah, and what happens? I'm sorry. Also happened with like a snack of banana and cream and whey protein powder. Okay, still still dairy mm-hmm. too. That that could be of a trigger. Um, and with PCOS, you know, being an autoimmune condition, often there can be food sensitivities on as a root underlying connection. I have PCOS clients that do have reactions to both gluten and dairy. Um, and so when I sit down with them in the office, I probably would advise them that we can do the nutrition, weight and wellness balance to eating, but let's remove, maybe try to do elimination, remove the gluten and the dairy um, completely for a period of time to see if we can make some progress. Right. And I think that, you know, one of the things is some people are very, very sensitive. Like Leah, you, you can't even eat butter. No, I do now. Now you do. I can have butter just okay. fine. I don't have heavy cream very often. Because it causes... <clears throat> more inflam- inflammatory reaction to my lungs. Yes. Yeah. So what I would suggest is just get rid of those things. The, you know, the things that you recognize is causing that yeah. flare-up. I, I think that's a really smart idea. But it's it's great that you're paying attention and you really can see that now. Right. And that's true, too. When you start to eat better, you start to notice these reactions more when you eat something that doesn't agree right. with your digestive system. And, you know, we all at nutrition, you know, the counselors at Nutritional Weight and Wellness are well-versed in, in the PCOS condition. And so if you get, if you get in a roadblock... Um, it might be worth making an appointment with one of us to help kind of flush out what are specific foods that maybe are triggering some inflammatory reactions. It's a, it's a complicated it is. health condition. Really. Very complicated. Mm-hmm. As All you right. know, because you've got it. Yep. So, right. but thank you thank for you, the Rachel. call. 
Great. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah. All right, we have to take a break. Okay. You were listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Leah Wetzel, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Today, it's a call-in show called Ask a Nutritionist. So give us a call with your questions at 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, in Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we always say food first. That's right. So what does that really mean? As a realistic person, I know you can't out-supplement a poor diet. That's true. You can't take enough multivitamins no. to out. <laughs> no. But if you're eating well with quality food and are still having health problems, then sometimes key supplements can help. That's that's right. Yeah. For example, if you have aches and pains and low mood, I would have your... Uh, uh, doctor, check your vitamin D levels. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's below 50, as we were talking about earlier, then you know you should supplement in with 1,000 to 2,000 IUs of vitamin D3 daily. However, if your vitamin D level is very low, such as 17, 18, 19, which we see frequently, we don't do. we? We do. Yep. We see that often. Especially where we live in Minnesota. Um, then you may need, you know, 5,000 IUs of vitamin D daily for many months. Right. So if you have leg cramps, mm-hmm. trouble sleeping, you know, we know taking about 400 milligrams of magnesium glycinate daily will help both of those problems. Right. And if you have colon cancer as a family risk factor, and I've met many clients with that lately. Yep. Then taking a probiotic such as bifidobalance or orthobiotics will reduce your risk by 50%. Wow, that's a lot. Also, giving up that extra one or two glasses of wine every day (laughs) will also reduce that by 50%. Yes, yes. If you take supplements, I would recommend taking quality supplements and taking a supplement that will benefit you personally, not benefit the company selling the supplement. That's right. Yes. Yeah. We can't rely on advertising. That's right. That's right. You know, and sitting down with a nutritionist and seeing what would be important supplements for you specifically is also maybe very important. So if you have a family history of macular degeneration, and that's another, that's we're seeing so many clients with that family history or yeah. people that actually have macular degeneration. Right. Uh, personally, I believe there's no better supplement than the one from orthomolecular called Foresight. Mm-hmm. The you number have, four and then sight. Yeah, you have a lot of good luck with that. Yeah. yeah. And I take it daily. Mm-hmm. So if you have questions about supplements and, you know, if, sometimes you just want to talk to someone personally. So just call our office at 651 651- Six nine nine three four three eight, and ask for Brenna. Brenna will call she you back. She knows a lot, and she she's has. Great. Yeah, she's one she's, of our our valued dietitians. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, she's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we got lots of quiet callers. We do have lots of callers, and we're going to go to Steve. Good morning, Steve, Steve. Thanks for calling. Dishing up nutrition. You have a question about sleep. I absolutely do have a question about sleep, yeah. and I'd like to first say that my wife is an avid listener of your program for a number of years, oh, great. and we've taken many of the supplements uh, that you've suggested. My problem is I've never been able to sleep eight hours in my life, so that's a given. 
The problem is I have no problem falling asleep. It's staying asleep. And mm-hmm. I've taken magnesium glycinate now for at least several years, but nothing seems to work to, to keep me asleep. Have you any other suggestions that yeah, sure. might help me? Steve, how many magnesium glycinate, and are you buying our magnesium glycinate or another brand? I believe we are, yes. I think I think three, 400 milligram tablets, I think. Okay. What I would do is typically when people have trouble staying asleep, it is a magnesium problem. Hmm. So what I would do is I would increase that. If you're taking 400, I'd go up to 600. Okay. And I might have had clients that had to go up 800. And then actually I had one client that had to go up to 1,000. Okay. And I must say it helped me with muscle cramps. Oh, yes. great. So that's a sign that you yeah. probably were running low yeah. with magnesium. So try that first. I mean, I think that's that's key. Mm-hmm. And it just might be that now with my client that had to go up to 1,000, I mean, we had to stay there for maybe a month or two, and then we were able to back back down and... You know, because then her cells had enough magnesium so that she was able to sleep. Well, thank you very much. It's been very helpful, and I will certainly try your suggestion. Great, okay. thank you. Yeah, that Thanks was a great calling. question. It was a great question. We're going to move on to Stephanie. Good morning, Stephanie. Thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us today? Good morning, Hello, Stephanie. Stephanie. Hi. 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 Yeah, I have a three-year-old great-nephew, and they say he has eczema. Hmm. And it's a lot in his elbows and his neck and his belly now. Hmm. What would be the number one thing to cut out for him? He doesn't have a great diet, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, Leah, you want to hit you know, he's a three-year-old yeah, right down your alley. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, the two main suspects are going to be gluten and dairy. And I'm sure they're probably, you know, those are what kids want to eat, right. you know, when they're three years old. Um, those are the biggest suspects, I would say. Um, and and for some eggs, eggs, eggs are another. Yep. <clears throat> so okay. looking at his, you know, I what I would suggest for the mom is is maybe to evaluate what what is really predominant in his diet. You know, if he eats a ton of dairy, um, and he's having you know this continual development of this eczema, it'd be great you know to do a little bit of a test to take it out um, okay. and see if you know. And I would say it's harder for, you know with kids even a few weeks. Two to three weeks, and you would maybe notice a difference. Uh, the okay. second thing I would say is you got to work on the gut um, and to heal, because you know that that uh, inflammation is stemming from a reaction in the gut. So I would, you know, also suggest to do some, you know, maybe doing some bifidobacteria, right, or okay. really good children's probiotic. Um, and you know, the the, the most prevalent. Uh, bacteria, good bacteria, is bifidobacteria. Mm-hmm. We we get that when babies are be- breastfed. Right. A lot of it's in breast milk. Yeah. Okay. Um, so those are, and then I would also, another piece I would throw in is maybe some essential fatty acids, like fish oil. Um, mm-hmm. Or even a little bit of cod liver oil. Cod, I like cod liver oil. Yep. Um, our omega-3 care that we carry, uh, my son loves it. He asks for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. He calls it his lemon treat. <laughs> but you know, th- he actually has an autoimmune condition. Yep. And it needs to be corrected now yes, before it develops into another autoimmune right. disease, which, you know, type 1 diabetes is actually an autoimmune yep. disease. So is rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. So is lupus. So is MS. So is, I mean, we could go on and on and on. Right. But if you change his eating now and calm down his immune system and his inflammatory system, 
he is going to thank you for the rest of his life. Yeah, and, and, right. and adding in those probiotics as that piece also actually helps them, you know, be able to adjust their diet. They don't tend to have as many cravings for. You know, I I think like. Mom should make an appointment with one of the nutritionists. I mean, Leah would be, be great because she's got, you know, she's got a four-year-old and a, a six-month-year-old. And so, um, yeah. you know, but whatever, okay. whatever, you know, whatever the closest location would be the best. Yeah. And I, okay. I, I definitely is from the diet. There's something there probably driving that eczema. Um, so I think that's a really important thing to dig into. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Probably t- we told her more than she wanted to know. I know. It's, hard for, it's, it's really hard with kids <laughs> yeah, trying to get them to eat healthy. So yeah. how is our time? Do we have an, time for another one? We or? Have a, if it, you know, it, I think maybe we should just go to break now Okay. Um, because we um, we have just a couple minutes. Okay. All right. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Leah Wetzel, and I have been you know, a, a nutrition, in the nutrition world for about 10 years. So if you need help figuring out a solution to a health problem such as asthma, MS, fibromyalgia, cancer, menopause, or if you're struggling with a slow metabolism, I would really like to help you and work with you either um, in person or by Skype or over the phone. We have lots of options for people locally and uh, even internationally. I met with this week with my client from Germany. Oh, really? Okay. mm -hmm. Good. Through Skype. So give us a call at our office, and it's 651-699-3438. And if you're out of state, we have a 1-800 number, too, I think is located on our website as well. Exactly. Yep. Uh, And set up an appointment with me or one of our very qualified nutritionists. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist and host of Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, in our nutrition classes and on Dishing Up Nutrition, we encourage you to eat healthy fats. Yes, healthy fats. Yes, it's awesome. So when I'm working with a client who experiences depression, anxiety, ADHD, or memory problems, you know, I encourage adding 400 to 600 milligrams of an essential fatty acid called omega-3 DHA, mm-hmm. which is is the main fat in our brain. That's right. So, And we get omega-3 fats from eating organic eggs. You know, these are eggs from pasture-raised chickens, mm-hmm. from sardines. Sardines? Yes. And you have a story. <laughs> yeah, I was telling I was telling Dar in the break room before we started today that um, uh, recently uh, uh, we were coming back from the grocery store and it had been a while since I had given Oliver sardines. Now, Oliver is a Four-year-old, yes. Mm -hmm. And I could barely set the grocery bag on the floor before he's digging through the bag and he's ripping out the sardines and he's opening the can and just eating them on our floor (laughs) like they were candy. Yes. And then, you know, for me, when I was a kid, it would have been Fruit Loops or Pop-Tarts or... And then then you developed a serious uh, asthma problem. My autoimmune, yes. 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 Uh, but Oliver, he just thought it was so cute. He couldn't get that sardine in his mouth fast enough. <laughs> so he was getting plenty of DHA. He likes his DHA, yeah. So sardines, salmon, mackerel, trout, or other fatty, oily fish. You know, I believe most effective form of DHA, you know, in a supplement is from algae, the growth in a very cold water. Yes. Mm-hmm. And DHA is one of the most important brain nutrients, I believe. 
And it is also significant in maintaining a healthy retina. Right. And, you know, we talked about macular de- degeneration. Yep. That's a retina problem. Yep. So, so anyway, during the month of April, we have DHA special for you. It's, you can save 15% on your DHA purchases. That's great. And, um, so go to weightandwellness.com, click on NutriKey products and on the right side, click on under April product <laughs> special. Oh, this is where I go. Oh, this is too much work. I'm just going to walk into the office and buy some. And then click on DHA 200. And again, you can go into our, any of our seven yes. offices or you can order there online. There are some savvy tech people that would get Oh, that, I know it. Right. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dar, we, you know, I don't, we have so many callers. Okay. I think we're going to, we're going to go to Ann. She has a question about prednisone side effects. Good morning, Ann. Good morning. Thanks for waiting today. Yeah. I have a question about um, prednisone. Yeah. So I I was on the weight and wellness plan, and during that time, I ended up getting diverticulitis. I was put on an antibiotic, had a reaction, and then put on prednisone. And ever since then, all I want to do is eat everything in sight. Yeah. Well, uh, do you know how much prednisone you were on? Um, I do. The bottle's right here. It was... Oh, I guess that's, I think it was like 40 milligrams. It was a high dose. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is a, sure. That's a high dose. I mean, you know, that is one of the side effects definitely of prednisone is that you, for most people, yeah. they want to eat a lot. Right. And um, so the, you know, the only thing I can think of is you have to remind, rem, stay with uh, eating balanced yes. so that you eat enough protein. Keep your blood sugar stable. Yes. And Which then, is also challenging with prednisone. Yes, exactly. Has, yeah. Now, you know, there's some other side effects of prednisone. Are right. you aware of that? No. Uh-uh. Uh, people usually gain weight. Yeah. I mean. Swelling. Yeah. Yep. Fluid retention. Yep. Hair loss. Hair loss. Yeah. And oh, I, wow. I mean, one of the things that we, we were going to talk about was hair thinning today. Yeah. Because so many people that we see are experiencing hair thinning. Yeah. And sometimes it's a side effect of a medication like prednisone. Yes. But it could, it can be a side effect of a blood pressure medication. Yep. Right. So Leah, you were on prednisone once. Yeah. Yeah. High dose. I was on a lot um, when I was a teenager and was having an an autoimmune reaction um, that was pretty serious. Uh, And it, yeah, I definitely can attest to feeling like I needed to eat a lot Mm -hmm. um, when, and one of the things I didn't know then, but know now, like what Dara said, I think as best as you can keep your blood sugar stable and then also keep your, your good bacteria in your gut because steroids kill off good bacteria. And you also were on antibiotics, which kill off good bacteria, and that's going to drive cravings. Yes. Uh, that's it, a great point. Yeah. Leah. So it drives cravings from your gut. And so not only you're battling the side effect of prednisone, but then you're also having an imbalance in your gut. So I would do uh, a well-rounded probiotic for sure. Um, and a, a lot of it several times a day yep, to yep. counteract some of that side effects of the medication. Right. Yeah, I would probably do our bifido balance a few times a day and then maybe end the day with uh, the orthobiotic because mm-hmm. it has that Saccharomyces boulardii. Yep. To help what, keep, what was that called? What biotic? Uh, orthobiotic by orthomolecular. Mm-hmm. Um, that's okay. a really good, uh, well-rounded, multi-strain probiotic. So, yeah. But, okay. you know, the other thing is, I think because of the fact that you've been on prednisone and you're struggling with cravings and being hungry, you know, you need support from come in and, and sit down with one of the nutritionists yeah. because, you know, eventually this will go out of your system and you'll detox the prednisone 
and your body will come back to normal. Yes. But it's a struggle while you're going through it. Right. And right. to get to the root of the diverticulitis. Yes. Too. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Would be good. Great call. Thank you thank for you. calling. Yeah, thank Great. You. Thank you. So, Leah, before we take, let's let's talk a little bit of hair thinning because yes. that was one of the things that we, we were We get a going. lot of callers that come on air, but we're asking about that. Yes. So what are some of the things that cause your hair to thin? Uh, well, the, as far as the nutrients goes, I would say one of the major things is protein deficiency. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what, do, you know, when you say protein deficiency, so what does that really mean? Who would be deficient in protein? Who is not eating enough meat, you know, beef, chicken, pork, uh, you know, turkey? Uh, well, definitely the elderly, you know, especially women, uh, you know, they tend to, they cut back on their protein intake. Because uh, they lo- sometimes they cut back because they don't want to cook. Right. Sometimes if they think that it's got fat in it, so that it might gain weight, right. which is all wrong. Right. But. Or they lose the taste for it because they don't have enough hydrochloric acid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they lo- they don't want to eat it because they're digestive system doesn't break it down well so when you're thinking of protein i think i try to encourage my clients to say hmm let's see how much protein you really need yeah you know and most people to get their hair to grow again they need about 14 ounces of protein a day Mm -hmm. that's you know if you think in terms of of that you know you need to do it some for breakfast right you need for a snack lunch snack dinner and that you've got your 14 ounces. Right. And, and you're talking about like beef and chicken, I am salmon eggs. and eggs, mm-hmm. like those complete proteins that we get from the, you know, from the animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the other thing that we, we always say for hair growth, nail growth, you need good fats. Yes. And you need it for your brain. We right. already talked about that. Right. But you need good fats. So... What are, I mean, you know, we talk about this all the time in the show. Avocados, yeah. olive oil, yep. no. butter, yep. you know, coconut oil, right. all those fats will help your hair grow. Right. And you need probably, frankly, if you're losing your hair, you probably need about a tablespoon of healthy fat yeah. at every every meal and snack. Right. So, and we think you should be eating seven times a day. Yeah. So seven tablespoons. Yeah, six to seven times. I mean, some people were shocked. I know. <laughs> when they think of that. But you can do it in nut butter. Yep. You can do it in avocado. Right, olives. Olives, yep. olive oil. I mean, all kinds of ways to get it in yep. so that your hair actually starts, those those air hair follicles start to grow. Right. Or however that works biochemically. Right. But we know it works. It does. Yep. And I think the other one thing that I often recommend for for thinning, thinning hair to stop the thinning hair is an essential fatty acid called GLA. Yep. And GLA is an activated omega-6, which yep. means that your body can take it in and use it and it will help your nails grow. Yep. It helps your skin stay healthy. Yep. And it helps your hair grow. Right. I don't know. that. Those, those are, are the, good. Those are really good suggestions. You know, and... You know, and sometimes we have to really work with people to figure out, okay, what is causing that? Yes. Because there are many causes. Right. You know, it's it, it's more complicated than than just, you know, throwing a supplement at it. Exactly. You know, we're running out of time, but I think we have time for one more okay. caller All right. today. So we're going to go to Lynn. Lynn has a question about migraine supplements. Okay. Good, good morning, Lynn. 
Hi, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Sure. I have a question. I have a 18-year-old who's going to be going off to college in the fall away from home, and she uh, has migraines. Oh, maybe every two to three months, she sort of knows her triggers, Yeah, such as she shouldn't have caffeine and she should get a lot of sleep, which, of course, are two things that she'll probably have a problem with in college. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of wondering if you have any supplements that may help that. Uh, I know, you know, we could diet and see what's going with it, but... I know that probably won't happen for her. Right. And make sure, and another education is hydration is key uh, for people okay. that are prone from migraines. I'm guessing, I don't know the history of the migraines, maybe hormonal correlation um, as a trigger. Um, we're, we, we're really not sure. She did have a, um, uh, a concussion okay. um, when she was about five. Okay. And, um, and she started developing them when she was about seven, sure. and her dad has them too. But okay. She's on a an implant birth control, so it kind of, mm. you know, pulls it away. You know, they, mm-hmm. they tried to use it for that just so that she wouldn't mm. get them due to her right. cycle. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. I, I, I would really encourage you to bring her in and sit okay. down with, uh, you know, I, one of us. And right. Because it could be that the things that you're doing is actually going to be making it worse. Maybe, okay. potentially. Maybe. Pretend, yeah. The one thing, as far as a quick throw, yeah. I would say, you know, for migraine sufferers, and I have some clients that it does help manage the symptoms while we're getting to the root of the cause, mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, is the 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 pedodolex. Pedodolex, which yeah, is a... Butterbur. It's an it's herb. herb. Oh, okay. That's been okay. used in Europe for... Long time. 60 years. Yeah, long time. And I have some clients that really it, it can manage those symptoms and other clients it doesn't work as well. Uh, it just okay. really varies on the person and the triggers, I think. Yeah, and the other one that you have to always remember is, you know, sufficient magnesium. Like yes. probably 600 milligrams of magnesium glycinate. Oh, yeah. okay. And the other thing with the, having it being a concussion potential driven yes. is the mm-hmm. omega three fats, like yes. DHA, you know, fish mm-hmm. oil. Yes, because her brain needs lots of fats to be healthy. Mm-hmm. So if you could get some fish oil in her, that but, would okay. be really, really good. But then we would actually help her work on her eating. Yeah. So that, yeah. that how that to manage one. the college eating? I do. Yeah. I work, and other nutritionists <laughs> too work with college kids. Um, and trying, even with plans, like I've looked at, like, what are your meal options and what can mm-hmm. we do to navigate that the best way? Because it's okay. tricky. And what well, was the first, um, the Butterbur, what was the name of that? Pedodolix. Yes. Pedodolix. Pedodolix. Okay. Yeah. Thanks and for thank calling. Thank you. Thank you. So next week, tune in to Dishing Up Nutrition because we're going to talk about thyroid. Yeah, all about thyroid. You know, our goal at Nutritional Weight and Wellness is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real food. Yes. You know, it's simple, yet powerful me- message. Eating real food is life-changing. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.